What's up? And welcome to the Not So Crunchy Crunchy Moms podcast. Where we're a little crunchy, but not too crunchy. We're two moms who are always going to keep it real and raw and vulnerable. If that's something you can relate to, then just keep listening. listening. We're your new favorite host on your favorite podcast. I'm Mika. And I'm Karsten. And welcome back. We are on episode four already. It's kind of crazy. It is. Um, I'm feeling much better this time. So we are definitely in the mood. I'm definitely in the mood way I know. I'm so excited. I'm hyped to talk about today. (laughs) Yes. Tell us what today, what are we talking about? Today is titled P.O.V. You're a working mom. Working moms. What does that mean to you? I'm curious. Um, gosh, make money to provide for your child. Really? Yeah. Once you have a kid, your whole life changes. First, it was like, man, I love my career. Well, (laughs) did I? Um, (laughs) I do now. But, you know, it was all, you know, go to college, find a job, get a career. And now it's like, you just do whatever to make money to provide. Especially in these times. Yeah. Everything is... Yeah, too much a job's money. a job. Like, don't matter what it is. Exactly. I sounded so hillbilly. Don't oh. matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with what we do. Okay. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. So I was a registered medical assistant. Um, I did that before I had my son, and absolutely loved it. And yeah, it was like. I don't know. I love the medical field, being in the medical field. It's always been a dream and passion of mine. Then I had my son and, you know, things changed and didn't work with my husband's schedule or my schedule. And so I decided to become a stay-at-home parent full-time and I love it. And then I now got a part-time job and I'm part-time stay-at-home mom. I'm also a photographer Mm -hmm. and I love it. Yeah. What about you? First of all, love your photos. Aww. I saw that you just had post. I don't know. I see the ones that you post. So I'm just like, Thank you. so good. And you took our Christmas pictures last I year. I did. And I think you should take them again this year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, I am a teacher. I teach seventh grade. Oh, that sounds good. Hot chocolate. <laughs> We're at a coffee shop again. Again. A different one, though. Yeah. Um, I'm a teacher. I teach seventh grade Texas history, and this is year five for me. That's crazy. I, I told you I'm an old lady. Obviously, I've had jobs in the past, but being a mom, this is the job that I've had. Um, and yeah, the I have obviously summer break, Thanksgiving break, Christmas breaks. So that's those are good long extended periods of time that I get to be. Especially summer. You get to stay at home. That is nice. Like, you have a guaranteed, like, holidays off mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And summer. I feel like that's a nice little break. It is. Not long enough. But It's so weird because, like, you're like, oh my gosh, a whole summer. But then, like, if you're a teacher, you go back, like, at the beginning of August. So you really only get, like, maybe eight weeks 
It's crazy. That's not very much. Yeah, because we have to do trainings and stuff. And you do summer school sometimes. I did do summer school this last year. I'll probably do it again this next year. It's, I don't know. Gotta get that bread. It's more money, you know. Gotta get that bread. Yeah. Um, but let's get into kind of the mindset and struggles of being a working mom. Because we have a little bit different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was your first concern when, when you did go part-time with being a mom and working? Um, well, I had a part-time, like, even when I worked in the medical field, I had a part-time job when I went back to work. I mean, my fears were a little bit different. One was, like, because obviously he had, like, esophagus issues, and I worked in the hospital. And so when he was, it was, like, prime time of sickness. So my main concerns were bringing stuff home from that job, and that's primarily why I left it. But I think one of the biggest things that, like, you don't necessarily prepare for yourself is, like, before, even when I was pregnant, I could go home, rest, and not have to worry, you know, about taking care of somebody else. But, like, that whole time I was working, like, I was constantly worrying, like, if he was safe, like, because I had to take him to a caregiver because my husband was also working. So, like, it was nerve-wracking leaving him with somebody that wasn't me, especially being a first-time mom. And um, with his, the issues. Yeah, and the have. issues because, I, you know, you want to be the person that primarily takes care of your kids, and that's not always the case. Um, but yeah, being exhausted, trying to juggle work life, making sure you don't bring work home with you and yeah, trying to still do things for yourself is really mm-hmm. a struggle. Yeah. I know for you, you've talked about like making, it's hard for you to make time for yourself because you feel guilty yeah. since you don't see Cam all day. You yeah. Know? So you want to talk about that? Yeah, so that's why it's just, if you listen to our last episode, that's why I started working out in the mornings, um, and that way, whenever I do come home from work, all my time can be spent with him before mm-hmm. he goes to sleep, and I kind of started this new thing, I say that, this, just like this week, <laughs> but where, when I do come home from work, I'm like, I'm not on my phone until he goes to bed Mm -hmm. because I want to spend the time that I do spend with him. It has to be good quality time where we are interacting with each other because whenever I'm at work, I, sometimes I have really bad guilt because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I was with him, but like I was on my phone while he was watching TV Mm -hmm. and what we could have had that time like bonding or I don't know doing something yeah um so yeah today I got home from work and we me and Zach and Cam we have this little game that we play where we sit in the floor and Cam goes back and forth he like tackles us and then he like runs back and forth and it is so cute and yeah just trying to spend that quality time while I do have it with him Mm -hmm. because even on the weekends I don't get to spend it at home with Cam because of Zach's work schedule. Mm-hmm. He has to sleep during the day, and he can't sleep when Cam's awake in the house because yeah. Cam's a screamer. He's he's so loud. Um, <coughs> so yeah, we have to go to my parents' house, which is still fun, but there's it's chaos over there. Yeah. So we don't get good, you know, one on one time. So yeah, I'm just trying to be more intentional about it. 
I think that's one of the hardest things when you're like full, either full time or part time, you know, trying to make time that is intentional, you know, with your kids. It's yeah. very hard. How old was Leif when you did start working? Like, was he really little when you were still working before? He, I want to say he was three months, three or four months mm-hmm. when I went back to work. Um, and they were really sweet at my work. They literally made me, let me change my whole schedule just so I could work there. And it was amazing. And I, I loved it. Um, but it just became too, too much with him getting sick and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Me bringing it home. So I, yeah, my dream job, but I would not change it for the world. I'm not easy being a stay-at-home parent. I, that first couple months, I vividly remember just crying all the time because mm-hmm. I just, like, could not, I could not, I'm such a social person. I like being, you know, around people. And then obviously, there's times I don't like being around mm-hmm. people. I'm definitely more a social person. Um, and so being at home all the time was a big adjustment. And, like, not having anybody to talk to, like, an adult, you know, and that was a big change from going from working around, you know, a lot of people to, uh, it's just me at home mm-hmm. until my husband got home, which, yeah, definitely plays a big role. Yeah, I felt like, because whenever I had Cam, it was at the end of the school year, so I had all summer when he was, you know, a mm-hmm. newborn to up until about three months when I went back to work. Mm-hmm. And so I remember being like, oh my gosh, every day is the same yeah and every day is like it's like monotony but also like oh my gosh I'm so tired of this mm-hmm. at the same time you're like it's amazing it is it's, yeah it, it's, yeah it's a mind well, you know that's, that's on postpartum depression and anxiety which is still another episode yeah yeah that goes into it and I feel like I don't necessarily feel like I had postpartum depression um, I feel like there was different, definitely two different, like, areas of just being sad that you're home alone. I don't know. Maybe I did have it, and I don't recognize Baby it. Baby blues. But yeah. Um, but that is something that I, like, often find that is very common with other moms. So, I'm like, my friend in Kansas, we, like, still Snapchat each other to this day because she's also kind of, like, the same schedule as me, like, part-time. And mm-hmm. she talks about it, too, like struggling to get through the day and I think it's so hard to have a mindset being like you really want to embrace every moment with your kid because not everybody gets to stay at home with their child Um, but also realizing that it is really hard as well even being like a part-time I mean every day feels like the same so and trying to make different days different is also a challenge taking your kid out and especially when you have rowdy kids like mine, it's really hard to want to go out and do things. I think, so, yeah. like, if you're not a parent, you won't understand that feeling of being on absolute, like, like you're on call 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be on alert at all seconds. Yeah. Because, you know, your kid could swallow a battery. Or exactly a, on the floor or on like your watch. a needle or a cat or like whatever even even if you don't even have that stuff that like they find little things all the time um 
so yeah that and it is hard also to like what is it i'm trying to think of um Oh, my friend and I often, like, we'll Snapchat each other since we live in different states, but we always talk about being overstimulated. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, like, it's so hard being a stay-at-home mom and then having your husband come home and needing to give him attention as well, and you're already overstimulated because, like, I'm the safe person for my son, and he's always touching me, always doing mm-hmm. something, you know? And the thing that I know we feel guilty about often is, like, waiting until bedtime and we're just so excited to get to bedtime and it's so hard to really like embrace being home with our kids and not having that mindset it's something that I have to work towards every day but yeah yeah but what is it for you because obviously it's way different or you know you like you said a little bit like you talk about having guilt yeah well especially in the beginning when he was only a few months old um my biggest struggle was giving up control Mm. and my son doesn't even go to daycare he stays with my mom and I am so lucky my mom does great with him Cam loves my mom and it's on my way to work I'm just I know I'm so lucky but I still like I don't know I I have a hard time I don't know you probably know this about you can probably tell it about me mm-hmm. from the time you've known me, but like I, I feel like I'm a control freak. I like to control a lot of things. You're what? giggling. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm sure you can tell, but um, <laughs> but I don't think that's a bad thing either, though. I I feel like I mean, there's well, I didn't know that I had OCD OCD until the doctor told me, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so giving up any type of control was hard, but also him being that young, I was, I was feeling so guilty about missing out on any kind of milestones Mm -hmm. while I was at work. And then I, I, I told my mom, I was like, Hey, if he starts doing this, this, you know, this, whatever, like babbling, walking, crawling, I'm like, don't tell me. Hmm. And she totally that makes understood. Me really, so sad. Yeah, she, she totally understood. She's like, I, you know, I understand. Like, of course, she's gonna be excited when it happens, but like, she's she didn't tell me if it did. Like, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, my eyes are literally getting wet. <laughs> well, I just, it, it's just that that bit of guilt that you carry when you do go back to work because I I never wanted to be a stay at home mom, but like, yeah, I went back to work and I'm like oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be at home with him. But, like, I felt like I needed to go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that that was the right path for me. I love my job. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like I missed out on him, like, growing and developing into his personality. You know, like, those little quirks that your baby does as they grow mm-hmm. up, like, blowing bubbles or, like, babbling a certain you know dada mama you know like whatever it is um yeah they just they start doing those things and that starts developing into other milestones and it just it became really hard for me knowing that I was missing that every day because I would get home from work taking care of everybody else's kid and I was exhausted, yeah. and I really had to, like, 
work on being patient and like not getting frustrated with my own kid because I'm like burnt out at the end of the day. That is such a real thing being burnt out and not taking frustrations out on your Yeah, child. either my either Cam or, or even that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like you said, like <laughs> there are days when, you know, I do have Cam all by myself all day and he's been ripping out oh whenever mm. he was a little bit younger, rip out my hair and pull on my shirt collar and <coughs> pull my pants down all the time. <laughs> And so, yeah, Zach would get home from work and be like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the hardest thing. I My husband's definitely, like, a touchy-feely kind of guy, like, 100%. And I am not, but that's kind of also, like, I just don't like being touched very much, hugs, anything mm-hmm. like that. And so, but it's different when, with life. I love giving him hugs and stuff, but when that's all you do all day, you know, and then your husband yeah. comes home and he's kind of like that. It's just like, I don't have anything left in me. But remembering, like, he also needs that mm-hmm. is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Zach told me one time, well, like, what can I do for you? And I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Because you just, at that point, you don't. I have no, like, like the last episode, I have no brain cells left. It's a real thing. And that's actually what I wanted to talk about, too, is, like, I'm not sure if this was the same for you. So when I went back to work, um, I specifically remember, and maybe it was postpartum depression, but I remember sitting in my car and just calling my mom and crying to her and being like, I don't remember anything ever. Like, I don't, I can't remember the slightest things where I put things, where I do things. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't like hardly remember like small things that I know I should remember and I just remember crying in the car because I was like I have nothing else to give like I have nothing more that I can do and I was like I'm so exhausted I don't want to do this anymore because I was working you know and then taking care of you know life and all that and it's I just remember that so specifically just being like what else is left of me like I felt like everything I wasn't even myself anymore like it wasn't even me anymore which is so weird well it's so true though because especially when your babies aren't sleeping through the night and so you're Mm -hmm. up with them like a lot of the night and and so you're sleep deprived and you go to work and you're taking care of them that is just like the ultimate recipe for a burnout and then you stay like that. Yeah. You, you And you're like, oh my gosh, I have nothing left to give. Next day, I have nothing left to give. Next day, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. How am I doing this? <clears throat> yeah, that was the biggest thing. I literally could not remember anything. I also remember, um, like, my mom would, like, send me pictures. And, like, it was the best and also the worst. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's having so much fun. He's doing great. And I'm like... Why am I not there? Yeah. Okay, a spam risk rudely interrupted <laughs> our recording, but that's okay. Um, I'm just going to pick up to something else, okay? I was also afraid that, like, I was very lucky that my mom watched camp, mm-hmm. but I was scared that I would lose my connection with mm. camp while I was at work, that he would want somebody else more than he wanted me. Mm-hmm. That, and honestly, that, I mean, that happened. It was, it's, you know, day by day or uh-huh. whatever, like, 
right now. He's Cam's in a real daddy's boy face, and it's it's kind of cute. I'm not gonna lie, it's very cute. Um, That's good. He needed that. Yeah, but when I spent all summer with Cam, who's a little baby, I I was fighting for postpartum anxiety and depression bad, and I was just like, I would. I was hanging on by like I'm not gonna lie, I was hanging on by just thread. this last summer, uh, or the, the summer, summer before. And what was really keeping me, like, keeping me hanging was knowing, like, I I know I felt that, like, we did finally have that like mother son bond, mm-hmm. like, and we knew each other. I the intuition, I guess, I oh, could finally like uh-huh. read into what he wanted and needed, and I was so scared to lose that. That's a valid thing to worry about. Um, what is, do you ever have a hard time, like, if Leif has, like, a doctor's appointment or any kind of appointment, like, you have to take <laughs> off work to, like, go do that, or do you just always schedule it, um, for when you don't have to work, or when Ryan's off work, how do you do that? I'm extremely lucky with my schedule. When I got my, this job that I'm working now, I literally told them that, like, I just would never kind of really know my schedule until that week. And so he kind of just, like, lets me make it up That's great. as the week goes. So I'm really lucky in that aspect. And even if I need to take a day off, like, if he scheduled me and I need to take it off, all I do is just ask him and he mm-hmm. lets me take it off. So I'm really lucky for that. Um, the only hard thing, I think, would be, like, scheduling it around Ryan's schedule. Um, it always seems like Mondays and Tuesdays are always booked up for, like, appointments. And so the only available ones are, like, Wednesday through Friday and Ryan works and so trying to schedule an appointment was hard um but especially when he was younger there was a lot of times I went to appointments just myself mm-hmm. like when he had to get shots and that was really hard I hate when they it had was to get like shots. really hard because I was like I don't know I felt like like Ryan just brings me so much peace when he's around and so it was like extremely difficult trying to take life by myself and just feel like alone yeah, I think it takes, like, the pressure off of, like, being the provider for him. Yeah. Like, like you don't have to do it all alone. You have your partner with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, in that, yeah, in that sense, it was hard. But now it's, I mean, it's easier. What about you? I know you have to schedule off. Yeah, I only get a set number of days. And last year, Cam had RSV. And so, I had to take off. I, you know, I took off all my days with his yeah. appointments and him having RSV. And then me and Zach both got COVID. Um, so, and I'm well on my way to using all my days this year. But I did get some really good advice from one of my friends and coworkers. Because I told her at the end of school today, I was like, hey, like, me and Mika are recording our new, like, another episode for our podcast and it's about being a working mom would you have anything like to add because your kids are uh you know obviously they're in high school and she has one in college like what's your perspective and she said take the day off if you need that day with your kid take the day off yeah she told me this really sweet story about how she remembers taking the day off for one of her kids birthdays when she turned four Mm. and she remembers the whole day because it was one of the best days ever she had with her and that was like i don't know so many years ago like and that just goes to show like yeah take the day off i love that yeah that's why like with my job, like, it's, it sounds bad, but it's just a job to me. Like, 
another thing that I have written down to talk about <laughs> was a lot of times I feel like kind of like we were talking about how every day seems the same when you're like at home with a baby but also I feel like right now being in school for the last few months I feel like a lot of days are the same to me mm-hmm. like I either go to the gym in the morning or I don't so I you know do that go to work go home make dinner put him to bed go to sleep and then the next day you do it all over again and all over again so, I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, whenever I can, put a little pizzazz in the day. That's what you got to do to keep it spicy. Yeah. For yourself. That's what I did tonight. I made ribeye steaks and asparagus. Oh. Where was the good. invite? Hey, do you want to come over tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really good. And I, you know, just the spicing's up for my husband, you know. I think that's, like, we were talking about working is, like, making time, like, actual dedicated time to your husband. Mm -hmm. That was one of the hardest things for me when I was working before I got this job. Because now, like I said, this job is more flexible. But with my other job, it was really hard between when our husbands were in the school that they were in. Mm -hmm. They were gone in the evenings. I know, like, periods of times they were gone and we didn't get to see them where they're working yeah um and so and my husband and I we just love our alone time together and that was really hard I think because I was at home with the baby all day yeah. and then there was times where he would leave and I was home all evening with our son alone and yeah yeah and also like trying to spend that intentional time with either our son or our husbands but like you just poured your heart and soul into dinner and there's leftovers to be put away and there's dishes to be done mm-hmm. in the kitchen table and needs to be cleaned off because your son smeared mashed potatoes all over it. And so you have to choose spending that quality time over doing that. Mm-hmm. And like even coming here tonight, like it like made me like physically like <laughs> leaving the house yeah, with a tall pile of dishes waiting for me when I get back. Yeah, but I had a great time, you know, eating a, a mediocre dinner with my family, and then coming here, which I love to do. This fills my cup too. Like oh, this yeah. is self care for me. Good um, good cup of coffee or yeah. tea. You know, today and... I have a toasted marshmallow latte. I don't know what I have. It's a lot of things. Some type of ginger. All I know is it tastes like 2006 Christmas, and I absolutely love it. How old were you in 2006? Six. And it tastes like that. Hanging out with my friends at the park. Ugh, time to be alive, man. I was 10 in 2006. And I think that's the year I got a Nintendo DS for Christmas. So that was a pretty late year for me. Did I just say that? That year was lit. I just said girl, though. So, I mean, you know. The the cringes balance each other out. (laughs) No cringy. Yeah. There was something I was going to say, but I forgot. Hmm, This happens often. Oh, you were talking about, like, like, dishes and stuff like that. That was definitely something I remember having, um... 
conversation with Ryan, I know it's hard to like ask for help for me personally. I oh, hate yeah. asking for help. Ryan can tell you I'm the worst person. Same. For I'll t- just huff and puff and yeah. expect him to help me without asking. And so I it's had hard for me too. Yeah, it's really hard. So we sat down probably when life was probably when I was like in the thick of it with like being just so drained where we just sat down and I was like I need help around the house and ever since then he's always been like super good at doing literally like everything to help me but I think that's something that is really hard Mm -hmm. as like trying to be a mom a wife and all these things and we're talking about obviously this episode is about you're a working mom and I think it goes even deeper than doing mom things like people forget you're not just a mom you're not just a wife you are a friend you are a sister you're an aunt you know you're you're everything in between and you still have to be you which is super hard so you're working at all these things and I know it's, like, so easy to just, like, feel so guilty about, like, I'm not doing this enough. I'm not doing this enough. And it's, like, you're a boss woman, yeah. dude. Yeah. A working mom, we're badasses. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. We are. I know we are. And even if, like... Even if you don't feel like that, and even if you don't get, like, you don't check off all the things mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you still did it. Yeah. Like, you still survived the day. And you know what? Your kids have their clean, cozy PJs on, and their bellies are full, and they are in a safe environment. And that, I mean. What else can you? I, uh, you won the lottery. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Okay. So, I think we're, like, getting close to, like, we've pretty much talked about everything oh okay actually yeah so we're working moms part-time full-time all of it is there something that you besides like the podcast and everything else Mm -hmm. is there something you want to do in your career wise that you can think of like down the road like aspirations dreams like getting a different job like what you know I don't see myself having a different career um, because I do love education and teaching. Um, and I don't also don't see myself like climbing up the ladder, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't want to be anything more than like a general education teacher. Mm-hmm. But if I did do something different, it, it would be pursuing like something either like health related mm-hmm. um, or like fitness related. I don't, I don't think I could do anything else. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm, I'm in the process of like trying to find a hobby, something that is like also self care for me. Yeah. Um, besides going to the gym. Yeah, I don't know. So if you're a mom and you, like, you have a hobby that you enjoy doing, like, for my husband, it's video games. I know he's playing Fortnite right now. <laughs> Him and Travis are playing Fortnite. That's hilarious. Like, guaranteed. <laughs> um, and that's great. I love that he has that yeah. outlet. Like, because, you know, his, his, our husbands drop their stressful. So when 
when they Zach need get, to do something. When Zach gets home, I want him to have an outlet for that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I don't care if he plays video games. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, do your thing. Um, but I just wish I had something equivalent to that that's not scrolling through social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Something medical related, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I want to... I mean, I obviously have, like, so many dreams. Wait, we've talked about this before. Yeah, okay, but sure. I want to I wanna get my esthetician license. And then once my kids are a little bit older, I want to go back to school and get my RNBSN. And then be able to do, like, Botox and cosmetic mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then when I have my esthetician, kind of do that kind of stuff. And I well. think you'd be really good at that. I would love to do that. But, I mean, like I said, it's just a dream. But that's the other thing. Like, if you have a dream like that... There's so many moms doing it all. Like, don't ever think that you can't do something. I think that's even something I struggle with. Like, oh, I could never. I definitely could if I put my mind to it. Especially because, like, I have the best cheerleaders. So if you have something you want to do, do it. Chase that damn dream. No, really. Like, life's too short to, like, be unhappy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. surround yourself with people you like yeah the job you love uh-huh all that as far as hobbies though i feel like i have a few but yeah i'm just i like playing sudoku on my phone i my hobby was before not like my only hobby it was like obviously scrolling on tiktok but i deleted that mm-hmm. more tiktok for me next will be probably facebook and snapchat really just trying to eliminate stuff that is not really making a difference in my life yeah and it's not you know what does really like encourage me and like get my brain moving is pinterest really (laughs) yes i've i literally have no i think i've had like one pinterest and i bet like if i log into it it'll probably have like my wedding board that i created when i was 12 years old dude cringe for me at least (laughs) yeah if i look at that ooh. um but yeah, because I really like to get like inspiration when I'm like making a grocery list or meal plan or whatever from Pinterest. It's totally unrelated to what we're talking about. But I love me some Pinterest. I do. I don't like, I mean, like I said, I, it's not like I don't like Pinterest. I mm-hmm. guess I just never use it. But that's why I like TikTok. I like getting ideas from there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. Hobbies. Yeah. I just like yeah. hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. Doing stuff like that. I like going on a walk and chit-chatting. See, I don't like walks. I Which really don't. So mad. Okay, if anybody can relate to this, I hate the smell of outside. It makes me sick. Like <gasps> I love when somebody outside. comes in from a walk and they have that nasty outside door Do smell. Do I ever smell like that? I don't think I've ever smelled. If we go on a walk, we are together. So, <laughs> but like I can't smell it if I go on my own walk yeah. with somebody. But if somebody else goes, ew, please don't. I don't like it. No. Mm-mm. I love run running. I love running. Well, okay. That, whoa. Whoa. That was, <laughs> uh, let's take a step back. I like running occasionally, but I like running more than I like walking. Ugh, walking. Yikes. It's just the whole process of it. Ugh. Wow. I just feel the opposite. Like, weapons, okay. TMI, what happens if I have to go number two and I'm like two miles to nowhere? I'm not. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, 
I don't struggle with that because I don't have the tummy issues like you do. But, like, even if I didn't have those tummy issues, what happens if you have to go? You hold it. <laughs> that doesn't always happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Topic for another time. I'm <laughs> just kidding. That is not what we're going to talk <laughs> Next episode, all of our medical <laughs> issues. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so we're, I think we've kind of, did we? Yeah, I think we hit everything that I wanted to touch on, at least. Okay, well, we did get a question in. Yeah. From a a DM from Instagram. Yes. That I will read here. Carson has not heard this. No, I haven't. So, and I, I messaged um, her back and I kind of talked to my point of view and we can go deeper into that and then we can talk about your point of view, whatever, which way. Okay. I'm not going to say their name because I don't know if they want me to say their name. Okay. So, um, somebody messaged us and said, hello, I have been loving your guys' podcast and I have a couple questions. First off, thanks for loving our podcast. Yeah. That actually warms our heart so much. It really does. It, like, makes me emotional. It does. (laughs) Yeah. Because this is such a crazy dream of ours. Like, okay, we're going off topic, but I really cannot. I don't know. This was our, like, when we first hung out, yeah, the first time that it was just you and I, mm-hmm. we were at a restaurant, and I just remember us talking and being like, we would be so funny on a podcast, and us being like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, I want to do a podcast. She's like, I want to do a podcast. And we're like, yeah. dude, we should start a podcast sometime. I know. And it, like, it, I know. Weird. And now and we're here. here. We are. We're here. Literally, only, almost exactly a year a ago. A year ago. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, okay. Okay, let's hear it. Um, if you were nervous slash scared at first going to the gym, how did you overcome that fear? When you were new to fitness, did you start on the treadmill? If so, when and how did you transition to lifting weights? And how do you make your workouts? Or know what parts of the body you want to work out and what exercise go with what? That's that's all. So, um, these are, like, really good. Oh, my gosh. These are great questions. Yes. Because I feel like we both have different per- perspectives on that, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I feel like. Yeah. Okay, you go first, and then I'll... I'll... Okay, so, as... um, If you listen to our last podcast about fitness, I... My background with fitness is I've... I've been involved with exercising and weightlifting for as long as I can remember, since middle school, for me. And so, I've always been very familiar with different types of moves and, you know, strength training versus cardio. And my major in college was, um, fitness recreation and sports management. So I even have a little bit of background, um, in college for that. But yeah, even with all that knowledge, when it comes to like just yourself, like how having to take care of yourself, it can be hard to like put something together. And so you turn towards social media, like, okay, somebody who is very fitness focused, what are they doing? And kind of build off of that. But I think it's important to recognize, like we said in the last one, find something that you love, but also educate yourself and try different things. And if you're trying weightlifting, you know, go light and work on your form. Even like having somebody look at your form and say, okay, like you need to, you need to change it, you know, obviously for safety and for targeting different muscle groups. Mm -hmm. But if you're nervous to go into the gym, 
I think it's totally okay to like go to a treadmill and find your safe place first um, and then make that a habit. And then once you go to the gym more often and more often, you are comfortable in that place. And then start branching out. But also, you know, go with a buddy and learn more about it. If, if that's what you're into, learn more about it. And from there, you can start building something that will work for your body. I feel like I just talked a lot. That's really good, though. Okay. Yeah, no. That was, yeah. What? I'm so proud of you. I'm, so, I'm geeking over here. I'm like, I'm like literally like, I'm a new fitness person. I'm like, yes. Also, a lot of my knowledge has come from you as well. Like, I want to make that known. I just felt really awkward. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. You're making your armpit sweaty. <laughs> um. So I kind of messaged her back. I said a couple things, and I said we'd go more in depth because I wanted to hear your. Because, like you said, I feel like we do have like we have like we share the same kind of like, maybe like, like a similar approach. Yeah, similar approach. Yeah. Um. But I said anything that you try for the first time is going to be scary regardless yeah. of what it is. Um, and so that's totally normal. Don't ever feel like, Oh my gosh, like I'm nervous. Like, does that mean that I shouldn't go? You know, you're going to be nervous with anything. I was nervous about telling Carson I wanted to be your friend. So, and look at us, <laughs> we're friends now. Um, I said, but for each of us, it's a little different. I personally, what helped me overcome, I guess, like the fear of the gym was the fear of knowing what my body would, what would happen to my body if I didn't go, mm-hmm. what would I be missing out on? Yeah. What, what things would change, you know, not just physical, but like all the things. And I think that was more scary for me is if I don't go to the gym, what's going to happen to my health? Cause I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I, I was almost, um, diabetic. So they, I was really overweight. Like I've talked about before. Um, and they said, if you don't lose some weight, like you're, Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have issues. And so that was the thing that scared me the most of, like, if I don't start, you know, doing something, what's going to happen? So, yeah, the fear the fear of that yeah, helped me overcome going to the gym. Um, let's see. What else did I say? Oh, so when I started going, I didn't really have anybody that I necessarily looked at. I was, like, looking at, you know, YouTube videos, all that thing. So I was, like, jumping machine to machine, not knowing what I was doing. Like Carson said, I think it's good to start with, like, a foundation first. What are your goals? What are your – what are you wanting to do in the gym? Because that first will help you know what you need to do. Um, Get comfortable on something. And my biggest thing, I think, would be find somebody – that works out as well, but that is like kind of the same build as you, because I think that's so important. When, because we have different body structures, like I am way more broad, you know, in my shoulders and stuff. And finding somebody that like kind of looked the same as me, and like helping or looking at their workouts and seeing stuff like that, encourage me and like mm-hmm. be like, oh my goodness, like yeah, I can do, you know, whatever stuff like that. Um, and like you said, start simple. I would start with stretching first, just doing stretch movements. Like even learning more. what your different muscle groups are in yeah. your body. What your strengths are. Go light. I think that's one thing that I struggled with was always like wanting to go heavier because I saw people next to me 
you know, and they're at totally different stages yeah. of a fitness than I was at that point. So I was like, oh, I definitely should go heavier because they are. That's not the case. Like, no. just do something that you're comfortable with. And remember, people are at different stages of their fitness. And, and they're not watching you in the gym. Exactly. <laughs> and we've talked about this because I've they're always, really not. like, was, I didn't do lap pull downs because I was so scared to step on the thing to pull it down because I'm short. And I started doing it. Nobody cared. Nobody looked at me. Yeah. No, nothing. And I was, I was holding myself back. Nobody else was caring about me. And now you love back day. I do love back day. Oof, I love back day. Um, <clears throat> and then depending on what your goals are, will kind of determine what you need to focus on in the gym. Mm-hmm. But of course, have your foundation first, what you're doing. The treadmill is fine to start with. Yeah. I think that's a great start. Anything that will get you in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And you don't need to be in the gym for two hours. No. If you want to be in there for 15 minutes... 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you're still moving your body. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. You got yourself at the gym. Be proud of that. Um, and then when you start to feel comfortable, you can start moving up the weight, looking at different things that you want to do, you know, start maybe strength training if that's what you're wanting to do. Um, and then for me, like how I made my workouts is I kind of just, I think one thing is really important to me is writing things down. So I wrote things down. That way I wasn't like going to the gym without a plan. Um, And then obviously as you progress in the gym, your goals will start to change, you know, stuff like that. And then the other thing, like Carson said, look up isolation movements for muscles. I'll help you start getting a foundation of like, you know, what different movements do, what muscles and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot. No, I love <laughs> it though. Um, I think something that we're both very passionate about is, you know, it's exercise is definitely not, it's not a form of punishment at all. It's, mm-hmm. it's a form of self love for your body. And we have come to, to know that because we have experienced that like mm-hmm. it is truly taking mm-hmm. care of ourselves it is not any form of punishment and if you want to start doing any form of exercise like do just try different things like, and don't be afraid to ask for help if you see somebody in the gym and maybe they're doing something you know and you're curious about it don't be afraid to ask yeah or if you are afraid to ask look it up we don't kind mm-hmm. of you know Pull out that phone. Yeah, why not? Nobody cares. <laughs> literally. There's literally me taking you. a selfie of the mirror of myself. I'm not a, looking at that. A else. guy did this today right in front of me while I was doing, like, um, I don't know, something on the... <laughs> Anyways, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally, I don't care. Like, I'm doing my own thing. Exactly. I'm there for me. Just do it. You got it. Don't be afraid. We all started somewhere. Literally, each one of us are in a gym. We started. There was a day one for all of us. Yep. And by no means are we pros in the gym. Nope. Definitely not. Like, you know, you constantly learn. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Which, okay, this is so funny. This is, like, not, like anything to do with this Mm -hmm. okay but last episode you were asking if i wanted to be a personal trainer yeah and literally one of the workers at where we go to the gym with was like have you ever thought about becoming a personal trainer we see you come in here would you like to like learn about it and i was like 
why would you like that's so weird i think pretty sure it was like the day after that or a couple days after they're like we see you in the gym all the time would you like to become a personal trainer and i was like i guess i should have in that episode never say never because maybe i will want to one day any whosvilles well if you enjoyed this episode please follow us on spotify and apple and also on instagram at not so crunchy podcast and then that'll be tagged as well as our personal instagrams as well and if you would like to also give us a question like the last one we answered that like that meant a lot to me so i love that it was it was really fun so if you have any questions dm the instagram and yeah we'll answer them here on the podcast yeah what's in our lineup for next week do we know Ooh, next week is our besties tell-all. You're finally going to know why I'm traumatized by um, getting sick. Let's give them a little teaser. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That's going to be hard for me. Is it that traumatizing? Yeah. I've never been more sick in my life. That's your teaser. I've never been more sick in my life. That's wild. Yeah, even throwing up four times a day for six months during being pregnant. This experience of like one week was more traumatizing. And you guys will find out why in next week's episode. Okay, bye. Bye.